If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The episode you are about to hear has takes that some may consider spicy, outrageous, or just plain wrong. These takes may cause feelings of rage, disappointment, or sadness. Symptoms may include head shaking, suddenly blurting out, what? And a desire to turn off this podcast. If you experience any of these symptoms, please continue to listen and enjoy the show. Multiplayer podcast does not condone the takes of the hosts on this episode. Hello, fellow gamers, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. Today, we have each brought a list of what we believe to be the most overrated games of all time. I'm sure this episode won't cause any controversies or any hurt feelings whatsoever. I am your host, Paul, and I am joined by my two partners. Coming up first, he is criminally underrated. It's Michael! Ah, uh, yes, they call me <laughs> the merchant of mediocrity in real life. That's true, actually. But, uh, but you know, that's what they call me. I have a lot more to offer than that. There you go. And if Michael's criminally underrated, we all know what that means. He's <laughs> also criminally underrated. Uh, it's Josh. Nah, Paul, I went the nice route. I expect route. better than, <laughs> yeah. Come on. Was, give, give it to me, Paul. That was way too nice for the likes of Josh. Uh, I know some of the games I'm bringing up later, so I got to butter you up now, Josh. Oh, we got to preserve wait, our not, friendship. Not sure I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is going to be such a fun episode. I love talking about things that are overrated because people will tune into the podcast and inevitably we're going to make everybody angry. We're going to lose a lot of listeners. Uh, I don't know if this is the best idea or not. I know on occasion we have addressed here or there a game that we think is overrated, but we're going to devote the whole episode to it. So before we jump into that, though, we do have a little bit of heavier stuff to cover. Uh, Michael, you've got a little bit of an announcement for us all. We're not crazy excited about this announcement, but I'm going to go ahead and toss you the floor, Michael. Yes, I am now an epic supporter of the show again. <laughs> you Wait, sure what? what's that mean <laughs> he wouldn't even go legendary man that's just a jerk move i'll pick my game later guys don't worry yeah. <laughs> hey so uh yeah rip the bandit off right this unfortunately listeners out there will be my last time recording an episode as a full-time host of this show the reason is because Paul and Josh are absolutely insufferable to work with. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's something you would actually never cut, hear me say. Cut, yeah, cut, right? Cut, <laughs> cut this no, out. That's, that's no, that's something you would absolutely never hear me say, except for when I you know, just said as a joke. Conversely, Paul and Josh, you know, about a year and a half ago, invited me to be a part of their dream, a dream that I shared. I've always wanted to be on a podcast. 
It's always been a passion of mine long time before coming on this show. Uh, but one thing I can say is sometimes life does funny things. And in this case, you know, my family and I had an occurrence a while back, which has greatly impacted my day to day and my family. And sometimes you really just have to look out for, you know, some priorities in your life and so forth and just go with things that, you know, really support that overall um, initiative of family first, God first, and whatever, you know, is important to you. I hate to say, use the words trim the fat, because this is not fat. Like, <laughs> the fat is the best part of a steak sometimes, I guess you could say. But I'm getting around to myself. So anyways, um, you know, when you were dealing with adversary or something, you know, you, you've really got to sacrifice some things sometimes to be whole again. And so despite this podcast being very therapeutic for me, during this ordeal, there's a lot of work that goes into recording a podcast. And because of my situation, a lot of the back office work, the things that we need to do from a business standpoint to grow the pod and take it to the next level, um, slowly became more and more uh, unable to be completed by me. And so, you know, when you look at things that um, go into, if I were to stay, it would put a lot more stress on Paul and Josh to take to make up for like my time on the show. And it would not only be unfair to them to do that, but also to you as fans, because quality would suffer in some way. And so it's only right for myself and for my family and for the sake of Paul and Josh's sanity that I do take my <laughs> leave. But... I will forever look back and appreciate my time on the show. I want to thank Josh and Paul like from the bottom of my heart for letting me share this dream. And for you guys listening out there, you can't get rid of me. I'll still be there in Discord. <laughs> I'm still going to listen to the show. So you don't have to miss me too much because I'll be you know, learning about the episodes from the episode spoiler chat in Discord along with the rest of you. <laughs> yeah this this is you know obviously sad news but we completely understand you know there's times that life throws you curveballs and things change but you know michael having you record with us over the four the last 14 months or so has just been awesome you know you just plugged in immediately in the show it was never hard work to record with you we really do appreciate all the hard work and the input you know we've done so many episodes up to this point and just so the listeners know, Michael has made himself available in case we need a third host for the occasional tournament or something like that. So uh, I don't I don't necessarily think this is the last we'll ever hear of Michael. We might be able to use him sporadically here or there as long as we're not overstepping his his family's needs. Uh, anything yeah. you wanted to add on to that, Josh? I was just going to say, dude, dear. I mean, we're all very, very close to your friends. And, you know, the show is better with Michael on it. Um you know, I know the listeners love him. When when he came on, we got a ton of really great feedback that said, "Hey, the addition of Michael to the show is awesome." You know, it it, it is sad. Like you know, we we understand, but we have always been a family first podcast. That's why we're family friendly at the same time. And so I have to say, like, kudos to Michael for putting his family first and himself first, because I can guarantee every single person out there that Michael absolutely loves doing this podcast <laughs> and he, <laughs> yes, he loves does. the listeners and he <laughs> loves our community. Um, and so, I mean, just honestly, thank you, Michael, um, for everything that you've done for the show and for our community and everything else. And you will always be welcome, um, you know, to come back and, and do episodes with us and stuff like that too. So yeah, it's sometimes the the right thing to do isn't always the most fun thing to do or the most glamorous thing to do. But, you know, it's it's family and friendships come first. And when you're going through a rough time, sometimes you've got to get down to like, I need my support. And yeah. this podcast takes about 20 hours a week to do for each for each each one of us. And if if I can't do that, 
then you know that's a lot of time I can spend preparing myself for getting through this trial. So I appreciate you guys yeah. so much. Uh, I, I love the option to come back. I appreciate that. And if um, if if the if the doorbell rings, because I know that's how they actually contact me. We don't use email guys or anything. <laughs> Discord. Paul actually comes over to my house and knocks on the door. I know if it's Josh, it's away. probably bad news. If it's Paul, it's probably good news. <laughs> oh. But when the but door like the knock comes, it's like, right? oh, no, it's a Josh. It's, no, just lock the door. Turn around and go. Don't answer. Turn off the pretend, lights. pretend we're not home. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Well, you know, in your honor, Michael, Josh and I have put together just a little bit of a short reel of some of our most memorable moments of Michael. So we'll go ahead and we'll include that here. Hey, aren't you the one they call the hero of Kavach? And you're like, (laughs) I am the hero of Kavach. I'm I'm the hero of Kavach. Like, that's me. So, Michael, you get to go first, buddy. What you got coming in number one? Hey, hey, aren't you the one they call the hero of Kavach? This is definitely your catchphrase. Oh yes. man! <laughs> okay, Instantly. two two words. Okay, katana. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, one word. Two one words. word. Two I words. had a katana. I had another katana. word in there. I had another word before that. <laughs> I had, and then oh, I realized no. it was done. <laughs> First game. One lightsaber sounds like this. Okay, two lightsabers is more like this. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. And that's what you're getting from this game, I think. It's going to be a huge hit. Um, I have Aloy as my wife, uh, but you can't really hire a wife unless it's like a, <laughs> like a male or a bride. So Michael pick Aloy to be... Yeah. I'm seeing a trend here, Michael. Yeah. There's that one part right in the middle of the trailer where you hear the chittering from the uh, the faceless monsters. Yeah, that when the clickers. They touch you, you're dead no matter what. The and I was like, this is, they're nailing the feeling of this, which I think is a really good start. That, that might be, I might have to edit that. <laughs> that, that might sound censored. Uh, oh, th- there are clickers. I tried to click clickers. The, chit- the chitters. The chitters. <laughs> clickers. Ah, whatever. It might have sounded like something that. else there. It sounded a little biological. And then, and then no. it's a little fi- feminine. Happy too. Thursday, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Michael just rap? No, was that, that was rap. It was sounded that a, rap? a little, a oh, little no. like that... it. Oh snap! I'm like a wizard hitting you in the shoes with a pew pews. Get you good. Oh snap! I'm like a wizard hitting you in the shoes with a pew pews. Get you good. That but... sounded a little rapish, Michael. <laughs> How did I do? <laughs> and then also, Michael, I think it's time for another streamer of the week. Oh, streamer of the week. We don't have a drop for that, right? Still, so I just got to do my Wait, 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 wait. Pause, time out. Paul, before the next show, you and I have got to find a drop so that Michael will quit singing the intro to this segment. Let's do streamer of the week. Streamer of the week. We don't have a drop for that, right? Still, so I just got to do my own music still. <laughs> oh Wait, my what? goodness what? <laughs> it'd be great if i could get my words out right that this wouldn't take forever we need, we need like a bell or a uh, we need some kind of sound uh, for whatever michael just stumbles <laughs> the once per episode we just go like ding, 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 ding. the words are hard segment <laughs> yeah i i liked follow or, f- follow order fallen order oh man it happens every episode words guys are words are hard <laughs> 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 every episode every okay put i told the guy at the gas the gas pump the gas pump gas pump i can't just, 
There it is. There it is. <laughs> words are hard. <laughs> so words are, are Five hundred times one eighty. I don't know. That's that's hard math, right? Eighteen hundred divided by two is. Um, shoot, I shouldn't have asked such a hard question. Now we got this weird pause going on. We've all got Game Pass. I don't. I don't. Some people have Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of us has Game Pass. <laughs> I didn't get the words, words were hard at, dang it. Oh man, I just did it trying to say words are hard. <laughs> wow, man, I did, I fumbled through a lot of words, didn't I? <laughs> oh I always, man. I will always remember words are hard from you, Michael. Words are hard. <laughs> All right. So now that we have the heavier stuff dealt with, you know, we're still gonna have a blast recording. Obviously, this is such a fun topic to dive into. Let's go ahead and move on to the main part of this show. So all three of us have made up our own list of games that we think are most overrated. This is not a three-man consensus. I have a feeling we're going to argue and disagree with one another even on this episode. Uh, by nature, when we're talking about overrated games, we're not saying that these games are necessarily bad. We're just saying they're overrated. So by nature, most of these games are going to be very popular. These might be games that are at the top of certain lists. Many of them may even be Game of the Year nominees or even winners. Um, Josh, I think you have a little bit of a trigger warning that you wanted to read the audience at this point. I mean, for those people that skip over the intro because they really want to get to the heart of the show, I understand, yeah. but I'm I'm going to repeat this again because we don't want to lose any listeners because they think we're crazy. So uh, yeah, here, here's your trigger warning. The episode you are about to hear has takes that some may consider spicy, outrageous, or just plain wrong. These takes may cause feelings of rage, disappointment, or sadness. Symptoms may include head shaking, suddenly blurting out, what? And a desire to turn off this podcast. If you experience any of these symptoms, please continue to listen and enjoy the show. Multiplayer podcast does not condone the takes of the hosts on this episode. <laughs> there you go. All right. So I think we're going to do this just round robin style and we'll just keep going until we've hit an hour total. So, uh, Michael, Ooh. should we give oh. you the honors? Yeah, go for it. Oh, you want to go first, buddy? So onerous. Yes. I will start uh, by saying it's not my intention to upset anyone, but uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, my first game that I nominate for the most overrated game of all time is none other than the Blizzard Spectacular Diablo 3. Oh, the okay, reason okay, okay. now now the reason being it's not Diablo 2. That's yeah. the reason I'm giving. Let me That's give you true. a couple of I'll give you a little deeper on that. So the funniest thing is when you look at Metacritic, both these games have an 88 score overall, which is actually a little lower than I thought it would be. Some ultimate editions show like a, a 90 for each. Um, but Diablo 3, when it came out, the biggest thing I can say is I didn't want to immediately go back and play it again like I did Diablo 2. I think Diablo 2 I played for like 10 years total. Uh, the auction house was a total bust. It made the game a bit pay to win, although it was pay a whole lot of real life money to win. Um, it it didn't have as much customization. Like in Diablo 2, one of the great things is you could take your character, and not just by looks, but you could put together some crazy combinations in your classes. And you could have like one Amazonian who was completely different from another one, which was great. It's also not as dark as Diablo 2. I think it kind of went a little bit more mainstream and not as evil. I just think overall that it was a... a 
And again, a good game, but I thought it was still kind of a depressingly disappointing follow-up to Diablo 2. Diablo 2 for me is like a Mount Rushmore game. Honestly, really if is. you yeah. made me pick like a top four of all time, I would very seriously consider D2 to be on that list. So the fact that D3, I think no matter what, was never going to live up to the hype. And you start throwing in additional issues. I remember being really excited by the idea of the real money auction house because I love buying games. And then if I get any good items that I can sell for money, like when we played PUBG, I got enough loot in that game that I made money off of PUBG. It did not cost me anything. And so I fully intended to get some legendary loot in D3, sell it for real life money, have it pay for the game, let someone else subsidize it for me. But in the end, it was fun. I really enjoyed my time with Diablo 3, but it, it was it was never going to be as good as Diablo 2. Paul, real quick, you and I both actually liked the real auction house for completely opposite reasons. I like spending money <laughs> in video games. <laughs> oh, how funny. I'm, I'm with you, man. Diablo 2 was just such a tough act to follow up that you have to try new things. You can't just make the same game. I mean, you know, Ubisoft does, let's be honest. But you can't just make the exact same game and slap a different name on it and then think that people are going to fall in love with it over and over again. And so I get the whole, like, you have to try new things. It's just a lot like I feel like more often than not that that backfires a little bit or gamers are just picky and we go, well, that's not what I wanted. And then they kind of go, well, it's not as good then, too. But I'm, I'm with you, Michael. I think most people would prefer to just forget about Diablo 3. Yeah, but the crazy part that makes me think it's overrated is every single critic score or audience score is identical to Diablo 2. And I'm like, it's not Diablo yeah, 2. No it's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know how long they worked on Diablo 3? Do you know the time gap between 2 and 3? Ooh, it was uh, a while. I'm going to guess 10 seven years? years. 12 years. Whoa. Samsonite. We're way off. Maybe it's on the briefcase. Look on the... Oh, yeah. It's right here. Samsonite. I was way off. So, <laughs> so 12 years between two and three, and we now have 11 years between three and four. So Don't I have you very put that high voodoo on Diablo four, Paul. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on us. Don't you do it. <laughs> Maybe it's like think? Star Trek where the odd numbers are bad and the even numbers are great. Yeah, I, I was going to say, after four releases, what do you guys think are, is going to be your order of the four Diablo main releases? What do you think it's, it's going to turn it's, out to be? It's hard because nostalgia plays such a heavy it's, role in me. Yeah. And so I want to say it's going to be two, four, three, one, just because one is hard to play. You can't even play it, really. Um, I would say probably two, four, three, one. That's that's what I would say, too. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to end up being two, four, one, three for me. I would put Diablo three last. I played a lot of three, <laughs> uh, like a lot of it. So it was still Diablo. I mean, you know, we're knocking it, but at the same time, it was still a fun game. Like it's it was still, yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Move it on to you, Josh. What do you have as your first overrated game? Okay. The most overrated of all time is the Beatles. I love you so much. Wrong! <laughs> <laughs> well, this is now a one-man podcast, because I'm also leaving. Yeah, every we, we, 
this, I had to do it, Paul. This started, this started on the Squadcast, correct? <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah, it, it did. was a Squadcast. So most people don't know what you're talking about. And if you don't know what you're talking about there, uh, we're an independent podcast. Please go to MultiplayerSquad.com and donate money so you can listen to Squadcast. Paul, I, I will say nothing can trigger Paul faster than somebody saying the Beatles are overrated. It is the one guarantee in life with Paul that if you say the Beatles are overrated, <laughs> Paul will instantly be like, wait a minute, let me explain something. <laughs> so he tried to put me into a box. He was like, oh, he's saying that because it's cool to say the Beatles. I'm like, don't put yes. me in that box, Paul. That's not why I'm saying that. I it's just don't- the cool <laughs> contrarian thing these days. Here's the thing. I have no problem if someone says the Beatles just aren't for me. Or if they say I don't yeah. like classic rock. Any any of those, Any if it comes down to personal preference, I totally get it. If you tell me that they're underrated, that's just a preposterous take and this is not a music podcast we're gonna get off this uh and you're just wrong I'll just, just I, love that I love that he accidentally said underrated just now and just, made our point for us just go back and listen please paul. please just try it everybody out there come to our discord server and just say hey paul i think the beatles are overrated no 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 just randomly oh you know just not well, uh, not all at the once day, but the just day randomly. that i allow michael to sing the praises <laughs> of french pop and lacuna coil and out of the other side of his mouth uh, speak ill of the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, so, I will not allow that to happen. So, in my defense, it, it, it was what I was doing was comparing it to another game that's probably going to come out of my mouth on this list. I said that game was overrated. I didn't mean to apply it to the Beatles as heavily as just I don't particularly love the Beatles. I think they're pretty good, but it the comparison was strongly made. That it sounded like I said it was overrated, which was unfortunate because mm. I I never heard the end of it. All right, let me <laughs> let me anger some real people here besides just Paul. My trolling of Paul, <laughs> I had to get that in there. All right, for real, one of the most overrated games, in my opinion, is Super Smash Bros. Okay, oh, I knew Super you would bring this up. Super Smash Bros. has a ninety three percent positive rating on Steam, you know, or Metacritic. I don't even remember which one. Actually, it's probably Metacritic. It's not on Steam. So that's very high. And I get that Super Smash Bros. or Smash Bros. I'm talking about the entire franchise, guys. Yeah. yeah. Is not a good fighting game, man. It is the most overrated fighting game. Yes, I have played it. Yes, I have played all the characters. I've unlocked them all. It sucks. It's not a good fighting game. You want to talk about good fighting games? Go play Street Fighter. Go play Mortal Kombat. Go play Tekken. Go play some of these. I, I get that they're older games, and this is not an old man just shouting, you know, get off my lawn. <laughs> but it's like, dude, Smash Bros. It's just, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like the level design's terrible. The whole thing with knocking people off the ledge is terrible. The move sets are. Not interesting. I, they recycle so many like of the same moves for the characters. I mean, how many characters with a sword and a dash can you have before you're like, dude, th- this guy already exists, man. You know, and so like I get it. I know it's beloved. I think it's absolutely the best fighting, like considered the best fighting game by pretty much an entire generation. But man, I'm telling you, this game is one of the most overrated games I think I've ever seen. Is Paul part of that generation? No. Although <laughs> oh, I'm pretty okay. sure Paul okay. loves it, but Yeah. I, I'm I'm a big fan. Less so now as an adult. I, I bought the very first one on Nintendo 64. So the 64 was my first console. My family rented Smash Brothers when we were on a family trip, and I played countless hours in the car while driving. 
I think the reason why so many people love it is, first of all, as good as Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter are, those are only 1v1. And that allows you to have better balancing, and there are advantages to that. I get it. Smash Brothers, you can go up to four. And when you have a group of kids over, like I used to have as a teenager, and all four of you are battling, and you're screaming and yelling and talking trash to one another, that can be a lot of fun when you're doing 2v2 or 1v1v1v1. In some cases, we would let the best person fight with maybe like one bot against the other three. I think it just opens up a lot of combinations and opportunities you don't get with Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. But all that being said, when Smash Brothers started adding more and more characters, it started to get too overwhelming. I liked when there were 20 characters to pick from and that's it. The first two Smash Brothers I absolutely loved. After that, I did kind of grow out of love with it. I don't have anything to say about this because I never played it. It sounds like oh, you're so that lucky, was a good Michael. thing. You're so lucky. <laughs> Didn't waste my time. <laughs> Did you ever play like in a living room with a bunch of other people, Josh? And yeah, it just I wasn't mean, for you? Yeah, it's just not for me. I don't like the movesets. I don't like the... It just seems... It feels so limited to me is the thing. And the whole like, oh, look, a hammer spawn lets everybody race for the hammer because that's going to knock the guy off the edge. I just... I'm a fighting game purist. Like gives me soul caliber. You know, or or those types of games where it is mano y mano, and you know whoever has the most technical ability or the fastest reflexes is going to prevail. Um, that's my preference in that case, and I get it. Like any game with four people in a living room is going to be fun. I mean, I feel like you could say that about just about any multiplayer game out there. No, because Overcooked exists. Yeah, I mean, if you want to yell at people, right? Like, yeah, right. I mean, that can be an entertaining time if you like screaming at people. But <laughs> I get it. It's I know it's a hot take, but I have always, always thought that Super Smash Bros. was just so drastically overrated. Ooh, One of my all-time favorite things to land in a game is the home run bat in Smash Brothers. Oh, it felt so good. And the audio that would play. Oh, it was like second to none. I loved it. <laughs> Luigi's Fire Punch. Oh, great, great game. I love Smash Brothers. <laughs> uh, I almost, I almost said fighting games as a whole are Ooh, overrated. Oh, wow. I Them's almost thought words. about putting that on literally my list. fighting words. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I did not. You guys know me. I was, I was always more of a Mortal Kombat <laughs> Killer Instinct kind of guy. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and take our first Wait. break here, and we will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Go ahead, Josh. Were you in the middle of saying something? No, you didn't give us your pick yet. You're going to break without rounding us oh, out. Well, them, yeah, man. it's just the time. Wow. You know what? Is that what? a teaser? That was such a tease, man. Yeah, Look we were at, at like the 20 minute mark, Josh. Right. It's not my right. fault, but what the time says. I don't care what the date says. Gotta uh, pay those bills. I didn't go. I didn't go well, 17 we just, minutes. I well, we still have stuff. listeners after I just slandered <laughs> Super Smash Bros. <laughs> All right. My very first pick here. I'm just going to come out and say it. It's oh, Dark boy. Souls 1. Oh, Dark well. Souls 1 is okay, so I, overrated. I don't like the take, but I <laughs> I think I understand the take. Started a whole genre. The Souls like genre. Did. I know it what did that is started by the way. a genre. And that's perfectly fine. I get why this created its own genre, and I am not for one second complaining about the difficulty. All right, the difficulty and the gameplay are perfectly fine. I think they're actually pretty fantastic. I played Dark Souls 1 when it came out. It is rated 89 on Metacritic on both PS3 and Xbox. That puts it above games like Dead Space 1, Bioshock 2, the first Uncharted Ooh. game. Here's where it doesn't wow. sit well with me when I see it rated above those games because Dark Souls 1 has fantastic combat. I understand, but those other games have superb gameplay along with superb stories. And if you're going to chop off an entire element of a game, it can still be great and fantastic, but don't come back and tell me it's one of the all-time greats. I have a couple of stats, not stats, but a couple of accolades. Dark Souls 1 was awarded, and I want to get your guys' take on this. You ready for it? Yes. Dark Souls 1 was named the best game of all time in 2015 by Games Radar Plus. It was named the best RPG on PC, which is preposterous, if you yeah. ask me, by Rock Paper Shotgun. And it, it is titled the ultimate game of all time by the Golden Joystick Awards in 2021. Okay, those are strong. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, uh, as, the, as the resident lover of Dark Souls on this podcast, mm-hmm. like I, I, I love those games, man. And... Uh, there's so much fun. They were so unique. They did spawn an entire genre of gaming. But best game of all time? Like, if you asked, dude, if you asked a hundred, if you played Family Feud and you said, we asked 100 gamers, what's the best game of all time? <laughs> like, one dude is going to be like, Dark Souls 1, man. Best game right. ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that just seems wild to me. Like, imagine someone showing you a house like your realtor and they're like take a look around look at this amazing kitchen it's got a great kitchen it's a perfect layout there's only one problem it has no running water then you'd be like well this is not the greatest house i've ever seen it's got amazing layout i would love to maybe you know figure out how to live with this house but you would never say it's the greatest house of all time so if you have zero story that to me is where you're you're out of your mind if you name this the best game of all time. If you want to say that about Elden Ring, I've got a lot less issue with that. But Dark Souls 1 in particular, fantastic game. It's great. It struck a chord with gamers. People wanted higher difficulty. To me, you there's no reason to not have both. I don't know why From Software has never decided to just go in with more story. 
Make it like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order well, or something. Now, Paul, need I remind you that George R. R. Martin contributed to Elden Ring? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he signed the checks. still blows my mind. Yeah, <laughs> signed the checks. Still, yeah, it helped him get checks, too, because just put his name on it. Just, yep, that's exactly right. I wish right. I could argue with Paul, but when he makes points like that, I can't. And as much as I love Dark Souls, it's he, he kind of has a point. I don't like it when Paul makes good points. <laughs> so I I'm all about it. it. But yeah, I still never played because I don't I don't like hard games, like games that are hard. And I love story. And I've always learned, like, that's not a story game. And I'm like, but the dude has a, a shield and a sword. Like, that should be a great story just because he has those things. No, it's not. Yeah. And you do love certain Souls-like games, Michael. You loved Steel Rising. You love Jedi really Fallen did. Order. And those are Souls-likes, but they Is also... Is Fallen Order Souls-like? Yeah. 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 yeah guys, I love Souls-like games. Let's get yeah, more of them. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, Savers. <laughs> It's Michael's new favorite genre. Yeah. Join All me. Right, Together so- we can rule the galaxy, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Father yes. and son. No! No! Wait. Uh, you're my dad. I am older, so that's <laughs> yes. the beard. Uh, so Souls 1's my pick. All right, Michael, coming back to you. I think I've only mentioned this once, but I definitely was very vocal about this game on one show. And that is the fifth entry into the Elder Scrolls franchise, a little-known mm. game called Skyrim, which mm. is preposterously overrated. <laughs> Here's why. First of all, it's got a 94% on Steam. What? That's really high. Like, games don't get that high. And don't get me wrong. It's not a bad game. And I, I hate to say this because now I've, I've done two games and my number one reason for not thinking that they're underrated or rated correctly is because they weren't as good as its predecessor. But Oblivion was incredible. But more people talk about Skyrim being the best Elder Scrolls game. If you ask people, oh, what's the best, uh, even the best like uh, medieval fantasy game, Dragon, Skyrim, right? But overall, the main story didn't seem to have a lot of great moments. I remember when I finished that game, I was like, that's the end. That's the ending? Like, the protagonist. Everything's about him in Oblivion. You're saving the whole world. I don't know. It's just, it didn't have that same behavioral system, which which really I fell in love with, with uh, Oblivion, where you walk around, and depending on what you've done, what choices you've made, NPCs regard you differently. Also, the landscape was all snow. There was just snow everywhere. There wasn't any green lush spots, nothing like that. If it weren't for the mods, I don't think I would have finished this game. Uh, Skyrim gave us some awesome memes. You can't deny that, yeah, Michael. That's oh, true. That's Better true. memes than Oblivion. Hey, you. You're finally awake. You were trying to cross the border, right? That is okay. So okay, that's why it's not a bad game. It's just overrated. I think when Skyrim first came out, it was pretty revolutionary. I think nowadays, you know, even though mods have kept it alive, and you can still definitely get into Skyrim if you've never played it. Like I, I think I get it. It was just, it was the scale of that game, and the fact that it had dragons that you got to fight and talk to. And you would just, there was something in every little corner if you were exploring. But I also get that it was lacking in a lot of ways, you know? So I, I, I get the take that maybe it's a little overrated because I think you could have made it better. But I think at the time that it came out, it was pretty darn great, too. I mean, it's, they didn't change the about the combat. The combat was the same. I just feel like if you're, if you're going to keep it mediocre and pedestrian, at least make a really good story. It just didn't have a great story. But dragons, Michael, dragons, man. That's it. That's it. Just dragons. Okay. Okay. 
I'll go watch. I'll go play how to mobile how to train your dragon too. <laughs> I'm a little surprised. I was looking up some stats on Skyrim, and it has sold 30 million copies, which actually puts it below things like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate on the Switch. I'm kind of surprised. I would have thought all these yeah. years later that Skyrim would have blown it out of the water. Um, but yeah, is that is that just for Steam or is that all platforms? Like it's that's all platforms all? according to Wikipedia. Yeah, wow, which might be wrong. Who knows? We know Wikipedia is always right. <laughs> Citation needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I am, I'm with you, Michael, in that I prefer Oblivion to Skyrim. Skyrim, I think, is still a great game, um, but it's definitely a step down within the Elder Scrolls series. I thought. Moving on to our next one, Josh. We're coming back around to you. All right, I'm gonna apologize to everybody between the ages of like 22 and nine right now <laughs> i think we know what that is because uh this game <laughs> as much as it did this might be it well it is the best-selling game of all time oh okay. it is one of the most beloved games of all time mm-hmm. uh yes i have played this game and yes mm-hmm. this game is drastically overrated <laughs> and that is a game called minecraft <laughs> Okay. Right before we did the show, actually, I messaged Paul and Josh and said I might have a game that like people are going to be happy we're leaving the show. That I'm leaving the show. This is the game that <laughs> yes. I didn't want to say, and you said it well, for me. Thank I'm not goodness. scared, man. I'm not scared. I said I'm not afraid anymore. Do you hear me? I'm not afraid anymore. Minecraft, I get it. it. What it does, it does great. It's a sandbox. It, you know, I had a sandbox in my yard when I was a kid, and I loved going out and playing in it, man. But you know what? Sand is still just sand. And, you know, yeah, you got to use your imagination, and you need toys to play with. And if you just sit in a sandbox, and all you have is sand, it's boring. And so I, I get it that you can do so many different things in Minecraft. But let me tell you something. The mechanics in Minecraft suck. You, you, the jumping sucks. The combat sucks. The only thing that is redeeming in Minecraft is that you can do whatever you want. It has a creative mode and it has a survival mode. And you dig and you find diamonds and you go, woohoo! And then you make diamond armor and maybe you go fight the Ender Dragon at some point. Like the game is so overrated that they had to make up myths about Minecraft to keep people interested. <laughs> like, oh, Hero Brian. Maybe you'll see Hero Brian in your Minecraft server. Like, my kids used to obsess about that stuff. And I get it and I've played it. I'm not saying Minecraft is a bad game. Don't get me wrong. Because it it's a fun game. It can be. I mean, there's people that play this thing for thousands and thousands of hours. What I am saying is that for what it is, Minecraft is drastically overrated. So I agree with all those points. My biggest thing on it was it's just a sandbox game. And I know that it's great, but why are people spending 10,000 hours in this? And also, if you think about it this way, the Metacritic score on that game is 93. God of War 2018 has a 93 Metacritic score. Which one's better? Yeah. I'm going to vote God of War. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Because it's (laughs) actually a complete game. And that is the definition of overrated. It's rated too high. Let me bring up one other point on this real quick. How is when your game is the worst graphics in a video game that your game still runs like garbage? Like Minecraft (laughs) is the least optimized, graphically terrible game I've ever seen. You know what? They're they're like, ooh, we've added RTX ray tracing for Minecraft. Yeah, NASA can't run that, guys. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I think that it's funny because I, I hate to say it, but Roblox is better. You Ooh. can do more. And there has sandbox. Mm-hmm. 10 o'clock. I, this is this is 10-year-old Michael speaking, of course. Uh, but Roblox, they have sandbox. They can do so much in that game. It's also, you know, a kid's game. 
I will say there are things people have done in Minecraft that I think are very interesting. You'll see people recreate entire cities. And I've, I've seen videos on like Mr. Beast and stuff that my kids have on. And I walk by and they're reviewing like some of the best worlds people have made in Minecraft. And that stuff's incredible where you can tell people poured mm-hmm. their blood, sweat and tears <laughs> into these worlds for countless hours. And they look amazing. At the end of the day, when you play a sandbox game like that, it's only as good as what you know what to do within that world. I remember as a kid, I didn't have a lot of Legos, but I remember I would always lose the instructions and I had a bucket of Legos and you know what I did with them? Nothing. I would build a tower. It's the only thing I could build. All right. Six year old Paul had zero ability to do any kind of architecture and I could build a tower until I ran out of Legos and I would destroy it and put it away. So when you hand a game like Minecraft to me, when I am wired with my math and science brain, there is zero creativity here between my ears. I don't know what to do with Minecraft. <laughs> so to me, it doesn't provide anything that I'm looking for, which is why it, I'm so glad no one's chosen it as a legendary game, because I don't want to trash it on a full deep dive. <laughs> it's just not for me. Well, you yeah. know what other games? There's another game. A lot of other games out there you can build really well. Like Rust. You can build in Rust. You know what else you can do in Rust? You can fight. You can yep. die. You can die again. You can die again. You can die again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like that pick, Josh, and I'm with you. I also think it's very overrated, personally. All right, coming to my next pick here. I am going to go ahead and say it is Overwatch 2. Oh, Now, you might be wondering, how can a game that has a user score on Metacritic of 1.6 be overrated? Is it really a 1.6? Wow. Oh my goodness. Because it's on battle.net, right? So there's no Steam rating. So I looked on Metacritic and it's a 1.6 from users. Wow. Um, I still think it's overrated. And, (laughs) and it's also because of how many people play. I looked it up. 26 million people have played Overwatch 2 within the last 30 days. Wow. And that was before Lifeweaver released along with the rotation of maps. I bet that number is going to jump. I wouldn't be shocked if it's 30 million or higher now within the last 30. Um, it's one of the most popular games today, but I think we've got 26 million people who are stuck in a bad marriage and don't know how to quit because I'm one of them. I play Overwatch 2 on a daily basis <laughs> and I so rarely enjoy it. I wish I knew how to quit you. I, I too play Overwatch 2. Um, I, I have a confession, guys. For the first time ever. I mm-hmm. bought I bought the battle pass because I wanted to play Wait, What? I I I'm not proud of oh, it. Oh, I'm I, shocked. I I'm not proud. I'm I, you know, but I played three matches with Life Weaver before we recorded today. How was and, it? Uh, it I, I'm kind of liking it, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you know what, Josh? You, you should have just come. You should have just complained to me. I'd have bought you the battle pass, so at least you could have held on to your integrity. Oh, no, I. <laughs> I, but I'm with you, Paul. It, I I said the other day I have the biggest love hate relationship with Overwatch Two because I get that one game where it's just so awesome, man, and then I go chasing that feeling for the next six games and wind up hating myself. For- <laughs> Dude, that that to me is the number one issue. Like when people ask why, because Overwatch One was not a perfect game by any stretch. There are reasons why characters got completely retooled over the years, right? You play Symmetra now, she doesn't look anything like at release and even other characters. I mean, there's people who are shocked to hear that Sim used to be able to throw out six centuries. My goodness, you had six all over the map. You had 
a teleporter as an ultimate, you know, and, and her beam would lock on and do like Zarya damage if it were a magnet. You know, so it's like Blizzard was always pretty good at rebalancing and retooling characters. Yes, there were issues with certain seasons like goats, right? Goats Ugh. famously really sucked. At the end, were shields too powerful? Yes, of course. But Overwatch 1 is number three on our leaderboard. I mean, that is how much we loved Overwatch back in the day. When I play Overwatch 2 now, my biggest number one issue is that the matches are so one-sided that 95% of the time, I know exactly who's going to win that match within the first 60 seconds. That's very true. Like, Josh, we were talking about, I think, just yesterday that, well, it was right before Life Weaver released. I would log in, and the queue time was less than a minute for tank, DPS, and heals. Why? Let me wait two minutes and give me a fair match. Don't just pop me into an immediate game. I would way rather wait two to three minutes and actually have it go to overtime or have some competitive matches. I'm with I just, you. I, I, 1.6 baffles me, to be honest. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so low, but I also get it. I, st- I still have friends, um, particularly one good friend of mine that's like, hey, man, come on, hop in, play Overwatch 2. And I'm like, I just, I don't want to. I played enough of it, honestly. And I, I touched it once since the beta. Like, cause I just, I just didn't, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was all right. <sighs> what about me just wants to go back to what it was before? Because it just didn't seem as like, it, it seems like they're also, am I wrong on this? Are they more frequently tweaking Overwatch 2 to try and fix some of the balancing issues? It seems like they just can't get it right. Now that it's free and, uh, and, you know, live service gaming, they're going to have to tweak things. So we're supposed to get a new character or a new map every season. I will say I like that they do rotate the maps. But yeah, Overwatch 2 to me is very easily overrated at this point. All right. Well, before we move into our next game here, we do want to ask everyone to go check out our Patreon page. Michael did mention it a little bit earlier. Almost all of our funding comes from listeners like you guys. So the three of us have day jobs. We run the podcast independently. Support starts at five bucks a month. And in return, you'll get things like bonus episodes and a shout out on the show. You can go check that out at MultiplayerSquad.com. And we do want to give shout outs to legendary supporter Red Letter, along with epic supporters Ace of Shame, Kazmon, Michael the Butler, who we all know, Yoda, Popper Thunderfist, Romelia, and Master Wayne 01. All right, let's knock out one more game and then we'll take our last break. Uh, Michael, coming back around to you, what you got? Oh, this is, this is a sad day, guys. I had to do some, some reflective self-reflection on this and wonder why I am exactly this person I'm about to talk about who thinks that Mist is in his top 10. Uh, or believes that Mist is actually probably in his top five. So here's the thing: the game on Steam has a ninety. Uh, I'm sorry, an eighty-nine, which is it's the re-release, the 2021 version, which is playable because the original is not playable anymore by any stretch of the words of playable. It's not. <laughs> and don't get me wrong; it's one of my all-time favorites. But the more that I thought about it. It's just, it's not that it's a product of its time, because it was really the first thing to do this. And remember, it did basically invent the CD-ROM drive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like Al Gore invented the internet. We'll give everyone the credit. Um, (laughs) But the whole thing is, the more I look at it, I'm like, the level design seems forced and oddly placed. The main story is okay for 1993, but it's really not that deep. I think the emotional high that I get from playing this game is just because it was one of the first games to really do something like this, where you're like, what's happening? What's going on? I gotta solve this puzzle. But sometimes the puzzles 
were too hard to even figure out. Almost everybody I know had to go and just try to like figure it out some way or use some kind of cheat guide, which was really hard back in 1993 because the internet wasn't what it is today. You had to really dig for things back then. Um, honestly, here's the thing. I still love it. The reason why I think it's overrated is because Grim Fandango and Talos Principle are probably just much better choices right now. Grim Fandango, you know, it's funny. It has better characters. It's aged much better. Talos Principle, I've never played. From what uh, I hear from Josh, it's the game that I should play on my VR headset next if I like Mist. And I just think that there's a lot of people like me that will go to their graves saying that Mist is one of the best games of all time when really I think it's not. <laughs> but I do. But I don't. But I do. But I don't. <laughs> My memories of Mist as a kid was just wandering aimlessly, not knowing what to do. So to me, that's the Mist experience in my head, while at the same time, I know the history of the game and how much adults loved it. But for me at the time, I just remember it being so dreadfully boring and not knowing what to do. Yeah, I actually liked it more when when you gifted it to me in VR like a year or so ago, Michael. Yeah, I liked it yeah. more then than I did originally. And you think I would have my mind blown when it first came out? But I'm with Paul. I just I, I remember wandering around going, "These graphics are great. This game sucks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. Look at all these pictures. Yeah, it looks it's so just nice. not what it used to be. Which which makes me sad because it was a great game. But I don't know. There's just so much better out there now. Absolutely true. I'm I'm gonna agree with you on that one, Michael. All right, well, we're going to take our last short break, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, we are back. Josh, it is your pick. Oh, man. <laughs> Cover your ears, Paul. Oh, uh, no. I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish alienating all of the world here um, with this next pick. Let's see. So far, I've gone Super Smash Brothers. Minecraft, and now I'm going World of Warcraft. <laughs> oh, because let me tell you something, man. All mm. I hear from you whippersnappers is how great <laughs> World of Warcraft is. Oh, everybody I know played World of Warcraft for six years straight and loved every single second of it. Mm-hmm. I have played World of Warcraft. I have played a lot of MMOs in my day. I, I mean, I have probably. I'm not going to sit here and go through them all, but I have played at least 10 MMOs um, for a good bit of time, um, and then probably more than that for a little bit of time. But listen, I am not saying that in its heyday, World of Warcraft was not a global, earth-shattering, popular game. But as an MMO, 
It is so overrated. It is so kiddied down with the grass. See, Paul and Michael are typing to each other here going, yeah, Josh just lost everybody. He's like, everybody <laughs> hates Josh now. Just um, just sing the praises of EQ. Go no, ahead. I, and I'm I, not I, even going to bring up EverQuest. Go oh, ahead. I, no, oh, because dang, every, he said it. <laughs> I'm not going to bring it up because... I don't want to make that comparison of like, oh, well, games back in my day were hard. What what I am saying, and I have played MMOs after World of Warcraft as well. I get it. Everybody in the world was playing it that made it special. But between the gameplay, the graphics, the how easy it was, everything was simplified. And before you jump in with your, your raids, Paul, with Vanilla WoW and all that stuff, I get that some of the raids were difficult. And that's that's good. That's a redeeming quality. But I have played World of Warcraft from a new character, and I get that it's a lot easier when it wasn't Vanilla WoW. I was gifted a level 80 character by a friend of ours, so I got to experience a lot of the endgame stuff. There just wasn't much about it that really jumped out at me as like, this is the best thing ever. But this is the whole, this is the whole point. Anyone who's played World of Warcraft needs to know that you first played Cataclysm. You didn't play Vanilla Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King. If you jump in on Cataclysm, yeah, the game had kitty gloves. You didn't experience those first several. It would be like, I don't know, you joined it six years late. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I think if you had played it back at release, you would have liked it before it got dumbed down. They absolutely dumbed the heck out of World of Warcraft. My son James picked it back up. He maxed out a character in like four days. It's, it's preposterous yeah. how now it's even worse. But I think a large reason for why your experience was so bad is that you just joined too late. Yeah, I I did not realize that Josh started that game so late because my I started in at the very end of Burning Crusade, so I was not vanilla either. I played vanilla later on uh, when they re released it as you know these semi emulated servers where it would progress through time, and I was like, this is awful. I never want to do this again. Thanks. I called it Dumb Down EverQuest, but it was actually pretty hard. Um, it's funny, though, Josh. By the way, I was typing to Paul, and I said, I'll give you $20 if he doesn't bring up EverQuest. Oh, well, you. <laughs> so. I was not going to bring it up until you guys mentioned it. So, so technically, he funny. owes you $20, Paul. Yeah, but I, I might owe him 20 bucks. But the funniest <laughs> thing is, like, I didn't realize... I, I, I agree with both your takes. I really do. But I think that if you played it early on, like, my best memory, my favorite memory of all, this was its pinnacle, I really think, was... Uh, the Frozen Tower, the Lich King fight, that whole 12 bosses there with both the wings. And I just thought that that was the absolute pinnacle of that game. And after that, it just started going downhill. I remember Cataclysm was, I think, when they started dumbing down the skill trees where you couldn't put like it was like I literally had my buddy Dan who found I think I've talked about this before where he found a way to make a Fury Warrior like just so strange. And everyone's like, your build's not going to work. And he was like. Like, not only just top DPS on the server, like a third better than the second place person because it was such a wild mathematical combination he did. And they switched to using the Diablo-esque formula of here's the tree, here's three things you can pick at each level in Cataclysm, and it really did dumb it down a lot. So I, I do understand Josh's point, but I also understand Paul's on this one. Yeah, and I don't disagree with Josh that... Kitty Gloves WoW is not the greatest MMO experience. So, yeah, I think I think we are in agreement there as it well. It should take a month in, a, in an MMO to get a max level character, period. Yeah. Bold statement. It should it, take a month. A month of, like, eight hours Four a day. hours a night. Play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me ask Full you a question, job. though. Would War of the Warcraft be better if it had Lost Ark's combat? Uh, well, no. I mean, 
I like the MMO uh, combat kind of. Lost Ark was yeah. unique in its combat system, which was a lot of fun and carried right. the game, in my opinion. But I kept waiting for Lost Ark to be harder, too, and it wondering. never really did. So No, it really didn't. I, I guess my question is more geared towards like World of Warcraft's um, mechanics on fighting are very old you know the tab targeting the right. you know, aiming yep. the just click mm-hmm. these buttons through rotation i'm okay with is that, that yeah, i am too yeah. i like them i see merit in both of them but i wasn't sure if that was one of the hangbacks for you is that it's just no. kind of an archaic system now yeah I, and I know we've talked about it before but the mmo experience when you actually had to strategize and come up with really complex plans in order to beat certain bosses was so that much was fun the best like it's the best yes for me as a healer, we had different groups of healers. And it's okay, you guys are healing the main tank. And when you're out of mana, then you're going to step back. And now, Paul, you and this other guy, now you're going to step in and heal. And then we're going to cast uh, whatever the ability was called, like in- in- Innervate. Okay, these druids, you're going to Innervate these healers at this time. And then we're going to do Mana Wave with the Shaman. And all that stuff was so neat. And all of that got lost over time, especially yeah. once they added the Raid Finders. Uh, then you just popped in and it was all, you know, incredibly easy. So, all right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to pay you back right now, Josh. Uh-oh, um, uh-oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very careful in how I word this. <laughs> I'm going to say the Witcher three. What? Now here's the thing. It is one of the best games of all time. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, okay. You guys That's know. That's on record now. Yes. Permanently. Forever. When. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's first episode when he joined us a permanent host or well semi permanent host um oh, we all had it hurts. The- <laughs> take the dagger out take it out <laughs> we all we all had the Witcher 3 in our top 10 i had it at 7 michael had it at 4 josh had it at 3 here's the thing though there is a huge swath of people that will argue until they're blue in the face that the witcher 3 is the best game of all time and they will not entertain any argument otherwise that's true there are people that just take things a little too far with the witcher 3 and pretend it's a perfect game it is not a perfect game people who people who talk about the witcher 3 are the same thing that happened 10 years ago with crossfit the first rule of crossfit yes. is you can only talk about crossfit <laughs> <laughs> that's 100 percent right so You know, story is not the issue. The Witcher 3 has a fantastic story. I love it. I love the choices and the consequences of those choices. It knocks all that stuff out of the park. The open world is good. There's a lot you can do out there. I'm I'm totally on board with that. The combat is fine. It is a little formulaic. It's a lot of just swap to the right weapon, swap to the right sign, and then you can get through the fights. Uh, It's just, you know... Writing Roach sucks in the game. The first opening hours do suck. We've all, we all three of us, I know, agree with that. We tell people the first six hours of this 50 hour game are pretty slow and they kind of suck. Well, that's more than 10% of the game is kind of like avoidable if you had the choice. And I didn't like when you play as Siri. When you get that whole chunk, when you play as her, I didn't care for that either. So I still think it's one of my all-time favorite games, but I think you can very easily make arguments for other games over The Witcher 3. I'm more so poking fun at people who just have deaf ears to any other argument. I'm not I'm not going to say you're wrong, Paul, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, shut your dirty mouth. Witcher 3 is the best. <laughs> so remember when we did the bonus round on IGN's Top 100 Games of All Time? Yes. They had The Witcher 3 at 16, which is like a really, really high honor. You're putting it in the top 
16 of all time. People went ballistic over that. They're like, how dare you put this game as low as 16? And it's like, that's not an insult. You're putting it in the top 16 of all time. But people felt personally insulted by that. Uh, I will say one thing also. You know how when you play big RPGs, when there are major stakes involved, like the world's going to get destroyed or there's like an apocalypse or whatever... And then you just start yucking it up with the locals fetching carrots and stuff <laughs> right, for side right. quests. All right. The Witcher 3 might be one of the all-time worst offenders of this because nothing ever forces your hand in The Witcher. It's just like all the bad guys. The Wild Hunt, they're just sitting back waiting for you to go do what you need to do. I will say, for all of the faults in Mass Effect... Mass Effect 2 has one thing that I thought was amazingly clever. There is a section when half of your ship get kidnapped by the collectors. If you go do a single side mission and then go to rescue them, half the crew's already dead because you wow. delayed rescuing them. If you want to save your whole crew, you have to immediately go and follow them or else there are negative consequences. I want to see RPGs build more stuff like that into the games. Don't just sit around and let me force the enemy's hand. Oh, but please warn me first. I would be so destroyed if, like, <laughs> I didn't know that this could possibly happen. Because in every game, there's no there's no consequences. Like, you know, like, okay, Oblivion. I gotta close these Oblivion gates or I can help this lady get her basement uh, not full of rats. Yes. Okay, well, I'll do the rats first because that's easy level up on the way to Oblivion. Oh, my goodness, the Oblivion gates swallowed up half the universe. I didn't know that would happen. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that that's why I wanted to nominate Witcher three fantastic game i don't know that it's number one of all time that's that's my only argument all right well we're very quickly running out of time here michael this is probably the last one that we'll be able to spend a few minutes on and then we'll do some honorable mentions what you got well it would be an episode of the multiplayer gaming podcast without me pooping all over zelda breath of the wild would it Eh, i was gonna say if you don't mention this sometime during this episode (laughs) like we're just gonna have to go long i gotta i gotta bring it up so oh then let me say something else first Uh, you mean ign's ign's number one game of all time breath of the wild Oh wow yes that is the and that is like the reason right there is that it's it is people talk so much about how great this game is it was good don't get me wrong but its flaws to me did not outweigh the overratedness of this game like for or they did outweigh the whatever pick whatever gets my point done you you know yeah. i have a hard time with words <laughs> um i just i thought that you know some of it was i i didn't feel like it had part of the magic that the other zelda games had um i feel like the story like you know hey 100 years have passed we got stuff going on with ganon or for ganon and go do stuff and then also the open world was kind of boring i just that's my biggest problem with it is you've got an open world game you're touting your open worldedness and there's just not much to do out there. It's one of the reasons I'm so excited about the new one is you get to like find things and combine them and make crazy weird combinations. At least put something like that in there, you know, like a really long pitchfork. I've made a stick. I have a pen. I have an <laughs> apple. I have pineapple pen. Come on, you guys didn't laugh the first time. Did you remember? I, I don't know pen what pen? that is. Even Michael, though Paul put the clip in there, I still didn't know. Yeah. What that that's was from. the first time I saw it. I, I said to myself, "I think Michael must be referencing something, or else this is gibberish." So I yeah. took to YouTube. <laughs> I found the clip. I was like, uh, "This must be it's, what Michael's talking about." It I'll was, throw it, it in the was episode. Huge. I was so surprised when I when I said it the first time that they, there was no reaction. Like you guys don't know pineapple pen. No. Nope. But anyways. Um, that's my biggest thing about it is just it. Everyone thinks it is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Okay, it might be like the third or fourth greatest thing that's ever happened to the Switch, 
But overall, it's not even in my top 10 open world games because if you're going to be open world, don't make it super boring. So I don't I don't find it super boring. First of all, the Divine Beasts are incredible. My biggest complaint is that there's just not enough. I think there's only four, if memory there's serves. Four, yeah. There should be like eight minimum. But there is so much to do in Breath of the Wild. This kind of boggles my mind because you have all the towers to clear out. I love the cooking and the exploration. And you can just see a mountain. Hey, I'm going to climb that mountain. I wonder what's up there. And you can go do it. Like, I... I love Breath of the Wild. I think it's pretty much a perfect game. My issue is half the time you went to the top of the mountain. What was up there? Probably nothing. Just the top <laughs> of them. It's just flat and there's green floor. Some more food that I can cook up in, in Breath of the Wild, which for my money might still be one of the best cooking systems of all time. Just throw a bunch of stuff together and half the time you'll get like a delicious radish stew or bread or something like yeah. that. It's not without merit, but I was kind of bored. I hear you. I I tend to agree with Michael on this. I'll just say that I'll make it quick, but it's there's there's a lot of games that I have very fond memories of or can remember very specific parts of a game. Breath of the Wild was a very very fun game to play. I mean, it's top notch, but it didn't it doesn't have those like like places in my memory that a lot of other better games have, you know, the, the, my best memory for breath of the wild is taking on a Lionel for the first time and being like, what the heck is that? It's a giant centaur looking thing and fighting that guy for like the next hour, you know, but being really amazed by that part of it. Like the puzzles are great. The divine beasts are great. Like everything about it is great, but I agree. It is overrated. All right. Well, to wrap up our show here, Josh, do you have a list of honorable mentions? That way we can anger the the last four people listening. (laughs) Well, Breath (laughs) of the Wild was my next one in case Michael somehow (laughs) forgot to bring it up. You know, we have a reputation to protect here. Um, (laughs) Fortnite. Listen, I get what Fortnite did for the world, but the game, it's it's simple. It's gotten really, really dumb lately with people swinging around and laser swords and all that stuff. I don't know. Um, And then Undertale, I know that's a lesser known game, but people that play Undertale and love it absolutely love that game beyond like anything else in the world. And I have played that game. That game sucks, man. I'm with you. Um, and then just to get spicy, I had Tetris, The Sims, Call of Duty, <laughs> Five Nights at Tetris. Freddy's. Yeah, dude. What's your beef with Tetris? Dude, screw Tetris, man. That game's terrible. <laughs> oh, I don't want to, it's a packing simulator, man. man. We just lost all of our Russian fans. Every single one of them. Oh, oh man, I hated Tetris. I'm not good at it. I don't. I, you know what it is? I don't have anxiety in life. Like it, Tetris gives me anxiety, man. <laughs> it's like does. the shape's just falling, and I'm like, I don't know where to put it. It's, ah, it doesn't go there. Dark Souls, no problem. Tetris, yeah. <laughs> yeah. into a puddle. <laughs> is Tetris right. a Souls like? Is this no. what we're learning? <laughs> I don't know, man. I never liked Tetris. Oh, uh, some of my honorable mentions here: all the Sonic games. You guys already know how much the three yep. of us think yep. Sonic is Take overrated. Take them off my list. That's that was one of my honorable mentions. There you go, gone. Yeah, it takes two. I, I, I've already shared this in the past, but let me just read the Game Awards Game of the oh. Year winners since it started. <laughs> tell tell me if any of these stand out. Are you ready for this? Dragon Age Inquisition, The Witcher Three, Overwatch, Breath of the Wild, God of War, Sekiro, The Last <laughs> of Us Part Two. It takes two. An Elden Ring. One of these things is not like the others. There's one game oh, there that definitely stands that's out. That's pretty funny in a bad when way. you read that list like that, man. <laughs> yeah. A couple others Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo, 
Uh, apologies to Josh Outer Wilds. Apologies oh, to Michael you. Horizon Zero Dawn. How dare Escape you? from Tarkov, Tekken, Final Fantasy VII, Devil May Cry, Ori and the Blind Forest, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Bayonetta, uh, Monster Hunter, Crash Bandicoot. Oh, Monster Hunter! Wow, that, put that on my list real quick. <laughs> Monster Hunter, I just I don't get. It's not I, for me. I didn't get it either. It's it's fine. it's wild. It's fine. What about what about you, Michael? Any honorable mentions? Uh, I moved Sonic off the list. Let's see. Uh, all the Lego games, especially Lego Star Wars, just repetitive. Sure. Just the same game over. The too easy. Follow the the act. Too easy. Following the Activision uh, thing. Uh, Call of Duty. The Call of Duty series just hasn't seemed to advance the drama, the genre at all in the last I don't know twenty years. And it just play uh, Battlefield Five instead. Any Battlefield game really, except for twenty forty two. God of War, the original. The OG, which people still say it's oh, the best, those it. people are wrong. Uh, no, it has it's a not ninety. The best. It has a ninety-four on Metacritic or ninety-four. That's the critic score, I guess, or nine point four. I I found a lot of the I, yeah, nine point four. Um, apparently, I was just adapting everything to the Steam scale, but uh, which ties it with God of War twenty eighteen. Had bad humor, repetitive combat, needless sex. Need, need I say more? Um, it's a nostalgia thing, like Mist um, and a way out. Which it's funny because every time I ask, a way out is part of a a niche genre of rare games nowadays, which is called couch co-op. But every time I ask someone, hey, what's a good couch co-op to play? Someone's like, oh, Way Out was great. No, it wasn't. There's no shortage like, of couch co-ops that are better. I feel like this game was underbaked. Sneaking in the beginning was fun, but got a little quick. Then you get to drive, and that was bad. Then you use guns, and that was bad. And don't even get me started with the button mashing ending. All right, fair enough. The button mashing ending was really bad in a Way Out. It was a little bit of a cop out. I get, of I get not liking a way out. Its gameplay was was a little. It was weird. it was okay. It was, it it was just kind of up and down. Yeah, it just did a lot of things okay. Like the driving <laughs> was okay. The the guns, like when you're running around with the guns, like the clunky yeah. weird aim. You know, dude. The best was that they had an open window right next to the metal detector to walk in and oh, out from yeah. their cells, <laughs> yeah. and so in it was prison. like. Yep. Oh, well, I, I, I took this screwdriver from the, you know, the engineering bay or whatever they call it in a prison. And then Josh and I are like, here you go. And we would just hand it, you know, through the open window and then you'd walk yep. through the metal detector. It, th- that was the worst security I've ever seen in a prison. Let's yeah. just say that. Don't check the laundry carts either. Never. That too. Never. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up today's bonus round. We do want to say once again, just a very special thank you to Michael. We absolutely love and appreciate you immensely. One last reminder. <laughs> it's a sad day. <laughs> And uh, one last reminder for all our listeners to go check out our Patreon, if you haven't yet, at MultiplayerSquad.com. We hope that you guys will join us for episodes on Thursday and Saturday, and then we will be back doing a deep dive on the Resident Evil 4 remake the following week. Any closing comments, fellas? That was a fun one. Gonna miss, gonna miss everybody. Man, we went out with a bang, though. We pissed off half of our... Half of our fans. That's the way to do it, man. What a good episode, <laughs> right, for Michael? To <laughs> like, maybe I'll we've, maybe I'll we've see you again. We've the world, and now Michael's like, you know what, guys? I think I'm gonna leave. <laughs> hey, listen, I just I saw this one coming. I figured I'd just duck out real quick, and you know, yeah. sometimes you got to do what you got to do, even if it's a hard decision. <laughs> time to hit the old dusty trail. Well, about time for me to be hitting the old dusty trail. All right. Well, thanks once again to everyone. Until next time, happy gaming. All right. See you, everybody. All right, everyone. Live long and prosper. I have been and always shall be your friend. Live long and prosper.
prosper.